greatness takes time. Becoming a master takes time. A lot of people always want to get like the secret formula. Like this is going to be the totally unsexy answer, but hey, it's real. A lot of people want that secret formula, the magical formula that'll, you know, get them to the next point right away. And there's, there is ways to do that, but really it comes down to mastering your craft. I was born with several palsies. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host and this show is for, you guessed it, unconventional leaders. We want to celebrate those who are beating all of the odds out there doing groundbreaking work, which normally goes against the grain of what conventional wisdom would tell you to do and sometimes what you may feel like you should be doing because it's scary as can be to step outside the box, think unconventionally. But those are the people who make an impact in this world. And one of those people is my friend Zachary Babak. You may remember him from episode 118, ex-convict turned entrepreneur. Incredible story. He is the host of the Underdog Empowerment Podcast. And what he has created over the past couple of years is just incredible. I encourage you to listen to his full story where we dig into that episode 118 that is linked in the show notes. But today we invited him back on just for about a 20-minute conversation about podcasting specifically. Zachary, when he got out of prison and he was turning his life around, it was really hard for him to find work and find people to collaborate with because as he said, he was an ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought. Nobody wanted to even work with him. But instead of letting that beat him down, he decided to use that as leverage to build this brand, Underdog, the Underdog Empowerment, and use his story to connect with his audience. And he chose podcasting to be able to do that. And he shares with us today the four W's of long-term podcasting success, why it's important to be yourself while building your brand, and how to rank your show. Zachary knows a ton about podcasting. I learned a lot from him in this episode, and I know you will too. And if you know anyone who has started a podcast or wants to, would find this information useful. Please share it out with them. We want to impact as many people as we can this year. So please share this episode. All right, guys, let's get into this interview about how to stand out in podcasting with Zachary Babbitt. So last time we talked a lot about your story and where you come from and kind of fast forwarded really fast toward to where you're at right now. Today, we're going to kind of dig into what you've created for yourself over the past couple of years. Uh, through your platform, your your podcast, which is amazing. That will be linked in the show notes as well. And making money online and figuring out how to do this entrepreneurial online, whatever the crap you want to call it thing that we do. I don't, I'm still trying to figure out what we do right now. But <laughs> you know, tell us a little bit about, about your show, what you're creating out in the world. Yeah, right on. It's, uh, you know, it, something obviously you and I both are very passionate about. Anybody that's really serious about podcasting has got to be really passionate about it. But, you know, Heather, like when I when I got out of prison, you know, you, you guys heard the story kind of if you, if you heard the episode before, but 
going through that phase of network marketing that wasn't my thing and then trying to really just find what it was. And really, to be honest with you, the reason why I started the podcast, every time I tried to collaborate with anybody, anybody, it felt like uh, nobody wanted anything to do with me. I was just the ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought. Out of that frustration, out of that, like, man, everybody's like trying to keep me in this box and saying that, you know, just because of my past, I can't go out and do what I want to do. Out of that frustration, I started the Underdog Empowerment Podcast. It was for a selfish reason, totally first. And I'm a firm believer. I, we talk about like just speaking, being real. I, I'm, I love helping people. Don't get me wrong. I love helping people, but I'm always out to help myself first and foremost, because you can't fill up a cup from an empty cup. And I just don't dig the people that are like, oh, I do this for so selfless reasons. Like, okay, it's cool to, to, to make contributions, help people, but let's be real. You got to take care of you, yourself and your family before you can even take care of anybody else. But yeah, long story short, that's the reason why I started the podcast. And when I did, though, it became a top 200 rated podcast in the first week. And uh, the next week, we had Billy Gina's marketing on the show. And it's been crazy ever since. But just the stark contrast of the week before, nobody wanted to collaborate. And the week after, and everybody, I was like, ah, I found it. You know, I found it. And that's where I, where I started rolling. So how in the world did you do that? Because I think a lot of listeners can resonate with that. Some of them have their own shows or their blogs or their YouTube channels or whatever. And they're like, nobody's listening. Nobody's paying attention to me. And they really feel like the underdog in their space. So how were you able to take it from crickets to success in a short amount of time? Yeah, I, uh, I love that question too. So I call it the four W's of long-term podcasting success. But to give you a little context, before I did the podcast, I was on YouTube. And before Underdog Empowerment, I had a brand and it was called Win With Zach. And it was so cheesy and, and, and lame. And it was, all, it, was, it, was, it was all about me, Win With Zach. That's not a movement or anything everybody can get behind. It was, you know? And so I, 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 as I began learning more and more about marketing, I was like, I need to create something that like the unconventional leaders, like that's something that everybody can, that, that's an unconventional leader that resonates with it, they can get behind that. And so that was the idea with underdog empowerment. So if you're having problems, like nobody listening, nobody really paying attention, and there's could be a number of different ways. One is probably because you're too mani- right in the middle, you know, and you're not, you're not willing to state a belief and stand on it. Uh, and you don't have to be polarizing or like attacking, but you should have certain things that you believe in and make a stand on it. And no matter what, who you're going to piss off, because at the end of the day, you're going to piss people off no matter who you are. It's just going to happen. So it's so much easier just being yourself. But the four W's though, uh, and I I won't make this a long drawn out. It's really, you got to get clear on what it is that your podcast is. Explain it in one sentence or fewer. uh, So clearly clearly articulated so people can know exactly what it is and if it's for them or not. Uh, Get clear on who you're serving who's the audience. Obviously, it's just like in business, man, if you don't know who it is that you're serving, uh, you're going to be everywhere and you're not going to serve anyone. And third, you got to know where it is that you're taking them. People need a fearless leader to get behind. They need somebody that can articulate faith in the future that they also desire. It has to be something that they desire that they want. And it has to be faith because if people have fear in the future, they get paralyzed and they don't take action. And uh, But if you can articulate faith in the future that they desire, it renders them perceptive to change. And then finally, one of the most important is why, why should people listen to you? There's probably a ton of other podcasts out there. Like say, if you're in e-commerce, there's probably hundreds, if not thousands of other e-commerce podcasts out there. What separates you differently from everybody else? Is it your crazy backstory? Is it the way that you approach topics? Are you good at injecting humor throughout the interview and entertaining and educating your audience versus everybody else is cut and dry? There's a way to figure it out. Everybody's like, well, I don't know what my unique perspective is. That's bull. We, we, there's, there's a way to figure it out. You just got to get down to it. 
Do you think it's that, that thing that you try to run away from at the beginning? Because like for you, you know, you, you have all these tattoos and you cuss a lot and you're, you're like, <laughs> you went to prison and you're like a total badass. I'm like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like you're just so out there and like rough and you really leaned into that, but that's what sets you apart in my mind. And that's why, and it, although I'm the unroughest chick you'll ever meet in your life, like <laughs> hardcore, like not at all, but I re- feel like I still resonate with you because even though our styles are different, I just feel that realness and it's so refreshing. And I've been wondering for myself, and I know our listeners will be wondering, do you think that's because you leaned into that side that you probably tried to push away at the beginning of the entrepreneurial journey and try to be this professional coach or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> is, is that for all of us or was that a unique thing to you? It's really what it, if you are like this super professional type, whatever, because there are, then that's you, but I was trying to be that and it wasn't me. And I think why we resonate so much is because like, even though like, it, like, so if you just look at me like on Facebook and like you see me for the first time, if you, if you just seen one post and you're like, oh, you know, you'd probably get a totally different, uh, vibe or whatever who I really am but once you start following me see me consistent you'll see like oh he's not really he's not being being a dick he's like legit trying to help people but he just speaks his mind and stuff and like you know I was raised by my mom man I didn't I didn't have a, a father figure growing up but she was the most loving um uh person you know what I'm saying like uh I hate using the word self but like she like legitly unconditionally loved me and like showed me what that really meant and stuff and and she showed me really to get in touch with my empathetic, empathetic side, if I pronounce that right, but empathy, you know what I'm saying? We're empathetic creatures. I mean, before we could even speak, we had to rely on, you know, before, before we had language, we had to rely on for our survival uh, and the social dynamics that we we're in from saber tooth tigers. We had to be able to read and empathize with other people. Uh, if we were going to die or not, we had to be able to feel uh, we're the only creatures that can put ourselves in another human's mind or another animal's mind and feel what they're feeling might not be a hundred percent but we had to rely on that so kind of going off on a tangent there <laughs> but uh, um what i'm trying to get at is like yeah step into what it is that you're you you who you are everything i do like i'm a firm believer the reason why it comes off so like hardcore sometimes everything i say though is directed out of love and to actually help people and i'm a firm believer in making someone happy versus doing what's good for them are completely different things you could give a kid candy all the time every day it's going to make that kid happy but it's not doing it good for that kid they become obese and get made fun of in school and and get diseases and stuff like you know so it's a clear difference there and just really stepping into who you really are and and letting not holding back those punches and getting into you know who cares of how i'm going to be perceived because i'm going to be perceived a certain way no matter how i act it's so much easier just being yourself come on that is so good so so good now i have you for 10 more minutes i'm going to be so selfish and ask you just the most (laughs) direct tactical questions ever about podcasting and building the brand that you've built so tell me about just tactically how you've been able to constantly rank your show what are we missing here as podcasters how can we do that yeah, it's it really, the, there's no secret. Everybody f- feels like, oh, I got to know somebody on iTunes or I got to have this huge audience or whatever. The only four metrics, the only four metrics that matter into getting ranked, uh, to getting on new and noteworthy in your first eight weeks is it's in this order too. Uh, written reviews, ratings, subscribers, and downloads. That's it. Those four metrics. So you just constantly focus on growing those metrics. When you're just starting out, you're going to be lacking all of those, especially downloads, because 
people that have been podcasting for five plus years that are in the top 200, they're getting thousands, even millions of downloads per month. So you're playing with some big dogs there. So you just got to constantly focus on raising those metrics, asking your friends to check out your podcast and leave a written review and to subscribe to it. Whenever they subscribe to it, guess what? They automatically start downloading the episodes. And if they continue to listen, it'll continue to automatically. I think it's after five episodes. If they don't listen to it, then it'll stop downloading. So just keep on focusing on building those metrics. Interesting. Uh, what about getting good guests on your show? You said after a week you landed like a huge guest. How in the world were you able to do that? You know, I, I leveraged the ranking and then I used that and reached out to people that were most people are scared to reach out to the to to like the celebrity types uh, industry leaders, you know, uh, because they feel like oh they're not going to take me seriously or they won't they'll just say no. Well, guess what? The worst thing that they could say is no. So go after them anyways. Yeah. And leverage, leverage your ranking. You're, it, once you rank in the top 200, once you become an, on New and Noteworthy, you own that title. Even if you fall out of the top 200, you are still a top 200 rated podcaster on iTunes. You get that screenshot, you know? So leverage that and keep building that. And uh, like, like, like what I did with Billy Gina's marketing, that was the first uh, celebrity type that I got on the show. Uh, I tried collaborating with him before I even had the podcast. I even showed him my uh, lead magnet that I give away, uh, showing people how to start from scratch on podcasting. I show the screenshot of our uh, conversations on Facebook. But long story short, I met him at an event in Long Beach and uh, got connected there. And then I reached out to him a few months after trying to do an online summit or something. It was retarded. I didn't even know what I was doing. And I was asking him to be a speaker on it. And he opened up the message right away and didn't respond. And then I ranked on iTunes and I messaged him right away. And I was like, Billy, I just ranked on the top 200 on iTunes. I'd love to have you come on the show. Can we make it happen? He opened it up right away and sent me a message with his assistant's email and said she got my schedule next week he was on the show. He sent a screenshot of it. Yeah, yeah. That's well, brilliant. and Yeah, and it's, it's literally just leveraging that. And even if you don't have the screenshot, just figure out a way, how is it beneficial for that person to come on your show? Well, yeah. you, got, you got an audience that they'll resonate with and that they love. Maybe you can even offer to, to boost the post and say, hey, I'll guarantee X amount of views on Facebook to this interview, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, there's so many different ways to get creative with it. Here's one thing I've been thinking about. Love your opinion. Those of us who have been podcasting for a while and have, you know, some momentum built up. I've been really thinking about uh, creation versus distribution and trying to figure out the ratio there of, you know, should you be focused more on more podcasts or doing a better job at maybe doing less of them and distributing them better and figuring out a stronger system with that? What's your philosophy there? So I really love what you're doing on LinkedIn by doing the LinkedIn leaders. That's so genius. And it's because you're building your LinkedIn by interviewing influential people on LinkedIn that are going to their audience resonate with you and your brand. And so you're growing your LinkedIn that way. It's really genius and really smart. It's the same thing I'm doing with this podcast Megator that I'm going on. So with podcasting, um, what I would recommend the main problem that uh, people have is that they're producing it the the show themselves and so you're spending all that time doing the tedious work of the editing the show notes and the uh, upload all that stuff you know that goes into producing a podcast just a lot of a lot of stuff you know better than I do uh, and so that's that's taking away the time that you have to market the podcast and the and the main thing you got to do like the, you got to create great content. And w once you get that down, like that becomes easy because like, okay, I found my rhythm and stuff, mm -hmm. but you're still spending too much time producing it and you need to spend your time marketing it. That's the most important part. So once you get rid of that, 
and and have like like an agency like of course I'm a plug our agency where where we produce podcasters uh, podcasts and what we love to do is to produce it in their voice and in their brand that aligns with their audience. But once you have someone, even if it's not us taking care of that, now you can focus on marketing. One of the best ways is by going on other podcasts, just like you're going you're interviewing all these LinkedIn leaders and they're sharing it out. Going on other podcasts that align with your podcast. Boom, if they dig the interview and you tell them where they can find you at then and they liked you, then they'll come check out your podcast. And that's one, one way to really grow your podcast. That's gold. And that link to connect with him for show production will be in the show notes as well too. Highly recommend working with Zachary. Um, what about, oh, we got four minutes left. So guess, I know I get asked this quite a bit of, you know, you are, I'm sure you get slammed people and be like, Hey man, can I come on your show? Can I come on your show? How do you, do you just accept everyone? How do you vet the right people for your show? Are you only looking for big names? Are you only looking for people who resonate with the underdog brand? How do you vet and make a good decision for a good guest? Yeah. You know, that's a great question. And, and so starting out, I was just doing anybody to get, get them on the show. And I did cause I didn't, you know, you had to figure it out and didn't know what I was doing, but if I could go back and change it, I wouldn't go back and change anything. Cause it made me who I am today. But if I were to start a podcast today, um, I would be very intentional about who I bring on the show. I wouldn't bring just anybody because I don't want just anybody on my show. I want some people that are going to seriously, uh, be very, uh, helpful and entertaining to my audience. And it's, it's all, it's not about me. It's all about my audience. It's, it's always, always, always all about your audience. So is this person adding value to my audience and are they going to like it? And, and is it going to help this podcast grow? And if they don't check the box there, then no. Uh, so now I'm moving more into like, I'm very, very, very intentional. I turn down more people than I can even bring on. Obviously you get the same thing. As soon as you start a podcast, you get people pitching you from agencies to get guests on and which is cool. And that's, uh, you know, I respect the business model, but a lot of times those guests just don't even align with the show and it's not somebody you would want on in the first place. Absolutely. Uh, Zachary, where can people connect with you? The underdog empowerment podcast. Tell me everything about where we can, where we can find you and stalk you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. If you guys dig the video or video, if you guys dig this podcast, uh, check us out. Underdog Empowerment. It's on any podcast platform that you listen to podcasts to. Uh, to make it easy for you, you can go to underdogempowerment.com right there on the front page. I got Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, whatever you like to listen to podcasts to. Hope to see you guys over there. And Heather, thank you so much for having me back on the show. That was such an honor. One more question, friend. One more question, six minutes left. A lot of our listeners, they are not new to content. They're not new to self-development. They've been in this game for a minute. Um, but a lot of them kind of have hit this plateau where they're just like, what the hell am I doing? Is this, is, is this even worth it? Et cetera, et cetera. And they've just, I don't know if you've ever, I'm sure you have felt that struggle, that grind of like, what, what, what's next for me? If you could just share one piece of advice, you can do it for podcasters specifically, but I think it would apply pretty much to anything about when you've hit that, that wall of going to the next level, what does it take? What do we need to do? You know, that's a, it's a really good question and it, and it could be different in different situations. But like one thing that I've come to realize is that greatness takes time becoming a master takes time. A lot of people always want to get like the secret formula. Like this is going to be the totally unsexy answer, but Hey, it's real. Um, a lot of people want that secret formula, the magical formula that'll, you know, get them to the next point right away. And there's, there is ways to do that, but really it comes down to mastering your craft. 
And so in the beginning stage, you're going to be on the outside of the industry looking in and learning how the social dynamics work, the unspoken rules, um, how to actually start developing your skills, you know, and then you graduate to the second level where you actually become a practitioner of the skills and you start trying out your own ideas and you start learning these skills. And then finally you become a master, usually over 10,000 of 10,000 hours of putting into mastering the skill so deeply to where you start to begin to uh, internalize the skill where you don't even have to think about it and you could start to manipulate, bend, break, or even rewrite the rules completely because you've mastered the skill and you become the master. So it really just takes a lot of time of getting focused on how to really become a master. And one of the best ways to do that, this, this, the, the, it's not a shortcut because you're still going to have to do the work regardless of mastery skills, but to streamline that process is to find somebody that's already a master at it and become their student, whether you got to pay them money, whether you got to barter services, whether you got to uh, connect them to somebody in your network that'd be valuable to them figure out a way to add value and become their student that's the fastest way to streamline that thank you for listening to this week's episode if you have not subscribed yet please head over to itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button and also if you have a second leave us a review lastly we have a private facebook group if you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach but dedicated to making an impact head over to facebook and type in unconventional leaders and we will be sure to add you you guys have a great week